guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I'm doing a continuation of what we brought up yesterday about Lehi's vision of the Tree of Life, particularly with Elder David A. Bednar's talk called A Reservoir of Living Water, where he helps explain the different individuals, different groups who are trying to get to the tree and why that navigation is so difficult. He talks about a particular group that I think is very interesting right here. Now again, like I said yesterday, how you navigate that rod of iron is going to make all the difference in the world. And Elder Bednar gives a couple examples today of how we need to do that. Here's the first one that I think some Sometimes we misunderstand. So go ahead and watch this. In verses 24 through 28, we read about a second group of people who obtained the straight and narrow path that led to the tree of life. This group pressed forward through the mist of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. However, as this second group of people was mocked by the occupants of the great and spacious building, They were ashamed and fell away into forbidden paths and were lost. Please notice that this group is described as clinging to the rod of iron. It is significant that the second group pressed forward with faith and commitment. They also had the added blessing of the rod of iron, and they were clinging to it. However, as they were confronted with persecution and adversity, they fell away into forbidden paths and were lost. Even with faith, commitment, and the word of God, this group was lost, perhaps because they only periodically read or studied or searched the scriptures. Clinging to the rod of iron suggests to me only occasional bursts of study or irregular dipping rather than consistent, ongoing immersion in the Word of God. You know, as I was going through this idea of clinging to the rod of iron, I will often bring up to my seminary classes when I talk about clinging. When you think about the word cling, you usually think of like, you know, a clingy boyfriend or a clingy girlfriend. Or you think about out of the dryer, you've got a sock, which I absolutely love. you got a sock hanging right onto your clothes or something like that. They're clinging to the point where you have to pull it off. Now, the word cling is a Middle English word from an old English word, klingen or klingon, depends on if you're a Star Trek fan or not, akin to an old high German word, klunga, which means tangled ball of thread. When you think about this idea of clinging, you are desperately white knuckling your way through. And it makes it almost to the point where you just can't let go and you're just holding on for dear life. I don't think that's ever been the way we are supposed to read the scriptures. The idea there is you have to be able to let go periodically to move forward. You have to move forward through this crazy adventure of life. You can't just hold dear life, white knuckle onto the rod of iron. I don't think that's how we do it with these occasional bursts because when you're holding on so desperately and clinging, it gets to the point where it's exhausting and you have to let go. And you're just like, oh, it's an exhausting experience. That's not what scriptures should be. Scriptures should be a daily hand over hand, and you'll see that phrase here in a second, experience to get to the tree. Now, Elder Bednar gives an example of a group who successfully makes it to the tree and how they navigate that iron rod. So go and watch this. In verse 30, we read about a third group of people who pressed forward continually holding fast to the rod of iron until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. The key phrase in this verse is continually holding fast. 
to the rod of iron. The third group also press forward with faith and conviction. However, there is no indication that they wandered off, fell into forbidden paths, or were lost. Perhaps this third group of people consistently read and studied and searched the words of Christ. Perhaps it was the constant flow of living water that saved the third group from perishing. This is the group you and I should strive to join. Now, with regards to that idea of continually holding fast to the rod of iron, someone brought this up to me, and I thought this was an interesting analogy. You go to John chapter 5, verse 39, and we often misrepresent this verse. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now, this is often misquoted. We talk about search the scriptures because in them they have eternal life. This is Jesus talking to these Pharisees who were so reliant upon the scriptures. They're like, no, we have to read these scriptures. He's like, you search them because you think they are the things that are going to save you. I wrote this note in my scriptures. You are searching the scriptures because in them you think they give you eternal life, but they are not the things that will give you eternal life. I am the only one that can get you eternal life. The scriptures can lead you to me, but they are the things that won't save you. You have to let go of the iron rod in order to partake of the fruit of the tree of life, which is an interesting concept to think about, and it seems almost counterproductive, but the purpose of the daily scripture study is not to just read the scriptures. The purpose is to connect you with Jesus Christ. You are going to have to, as it says in there, they fell down upon their knees. They fell upon their knees to be able to worship the Savior at the tree of life. And when you are kneeling down, I think this is a great statement. When you fall down at the feet of Jesus Christ, it makes it very difficult for you to fall away from him. Which is why one of my favorite hymns in the hymn book is hymn number 274, which is the Iron Rod. Now, we generally, as church membership, will sing verses 1, 2, and 3, which are awesome. We rarely check out verse number 4. You think about this in light of what Elder Bednar said. And hand over hand, or hand over hand, the rod along through each succeeding day with earnest prayer and hopeful song will still pursue our way. I think that's what teaches us how to read the scriptures. You don't cling to the rod. You continually hold fast hand over hand as you get to the Savior and you connect with the Savior. In order for me to connect with the Savior on a daily basis, I have to let go of that rod and worship the Savior during that. That is the purpose of it. I love Lehi's dream. There's so many different directions we could go with this, so many different parts, and we'll talk more about it next week as Nephi gets his interpretation of it. But this first Nephi chapter 8 is such a wonderful chapter, and I hope you've taken the time to study it and really have a great experience with it. I know that it's true, and I'm grateful for it. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.